This is a crowd podcast. This episode comes with a trigger warning where we do talk about breath play, fear play, and some other sadomasochistic tendencies. So buckle up. And if any of you wish to engage or plan to engage in some of the stuff we've been talking about on this episode, please make sure you do your research and make sure you are as safe as possible and your play partners too. You're listening to Fox Given, the one with the Dom couple. Do you you remember them? Do you remember? Imagine if I've forgotten them. Like, that would be some senile actions. So for those of you who don't know, the Dom couple were were a couple that I went on a date with and had a very Mm -hmm. fun sexual experience with. The Dom Dom couple I met on Field and we also spoke on um, FetLife and ended up having a date and I went back to theirs and they were like the experienced Dom couple that like double dommed me and there's a whole podcast episode where I talk about it. That was a great episode. Yeah, it was was insane. I I had so much energy in life. (laughs) Yeah, like after that, we were just like, we need to get them on. Like there's just no, I'm really excited about it as well because we've never had anyone on the podcast before that either of us has slept with. Yeah, I know, it's insane. This is like, this is going down in fucks given history. Yeah. Oh, shit. So we're going to find out what Reed is like in the bedroom, basically. Yeah, whether or not I'm actually like just a four and I pretend to be a ten. <laughs> just like I'm that floppy wet fish, bitch. Yeah, it's going to be really great. We're going to get all the juicy details, curious fuckers. Can't wait. Can't wait. And, and some, I think we're going to get some good Dom tips as well because they are, they're experienced yeah. players. So they, they know their shit. Like I never, I've never felt safer in my life doing the most craziest shit. Yeah, this is going to be really, really interesting. So for everyone, anyone out there that's wanting to get into BDSM, kink, doming. Breath play. Like they are just going to give you all the tips, all the juicy tips. Yeah, and, and safety tips as well. But first, I actually have something really funny to tell you all because you know last week's episode was all about anal sex <laughs> I literally the anal sex <laughs> as in to talk about it not necessarily to have yeah. it <laughs> well well wow. curious fuckers later that up. day later that day after that, the recording the same day the same day whoa that is some I fresh I went to my friend's juice. house and we had anal sex. We nice. actually, this is, I, I, I was going to say, this doesn't sound like a very great, like beginning to the anal sex story. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. usually if you have loads of, um, we went, we went out for taco Tuesday. <laughs> it's then, already a bad start. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as you say something like that, you're like, oh, this is, you, we know how this is going to go. We know which way. It's actually just like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, my digestion doesn't work that quickly. Come on, guys. I mean, uh, people Um, with IBS would beg to differ. (laughs) Yeah. And also, these were vegan tacos. So it was like the best for your digestion that there could be. Um, And yeah, so we ended up going back to his after Taco Tuesday. And we were just chilling, watching TV. And he was just like, he was like, shall we we do Adol? He said that. Like, yeah. He prompted. He's he's super into it. 
But what, had you spoken about the podcast? No, I didn't Whoa. say anything about the podcast, which oh, is why it's so random that, that it happened after the anal episode. Crazy. All right. Psychic. I hadn't even said psychic, <laughs> literally. Um, but yeah, but you know, on, the, on that podcast, I had said, I was like, yeah, I'm seeing someone who is really into anal, so I probably will be having anal sometime soon. I didn't realise it was going to be that day. <laughs> <laughs> that soon, that fresh. Okay, give us the juicy deets, tell us everything. You know what? I think it might have been the best anal sex that I've ever had. <gasps> That's it amazing. Was- really good and I I came so quickly from it probably what? too soon what I was like soon? I should have I should have edged myself a little bit rather than getting like because it was it was just turning me on so much the best experience that I had before was in like a missionary kind of situation mm-hmm. as you say on the last episode yeah maybe we should try that way but because he's so tall it wasn't really working <laughs> that way uh-huh. we were like yeah and I was like hey should I just you know should I just flip over so I was in like the lazy bitch position our favorite position which for mm. those that don't know is just when you're flying flat on your stomach on the bed <laughs> flying as well <laughs> or sometimes with a, a wand placed neatly on your clitoris and you're oh, lying on top that of the clit, would have been like, the best fucking perfect yeah. because I had because I didn't have any of my toys with me I just had my hand like in down between my legs like yeah. ferociously like <laughs> flicking the beam <laughs> uh, trying to start a fucking fire like please literally trying to start a fire down there <sighs> yeah so he entered me in that position like and we just did it really really slowly um to start off with mm-hmm. and he was just like con- consistently checking in. Nice. Okay, does it hurt? Like, and I was like, no, it's actually fine. Yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> you absolute anal whore. I'm loving this. And I was just like, because I was stimulating my clit at the same time, I was just getting so turned on by the whole like, just like the idea that his dick was going in my ass. Yeah. Because it was such a surprise as well. Like I wasn't really planning to have anal sex. Mm. And I was doing a lot of like breathing to like make myself relaxed and like just getting really into the fantasy of it in my head. Nice. And just being like, oh my God, yeah, he's putting, he's putting, like in my head, I was just like saying things to myself. Yeah, he's putting his dick inside you, like in his, in your asshole. And (laughs) that focus, like the self inner log where you're just like, yeah, this is going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> and so he was going really, I feel like he was going in slowly and it was getting deeper and deeper and deeper in my arms. And then like, I probably came, but I was like, I didn't make a big deal about it because I kind of like, I was trying to like, I was trying not to come. And then I just sort of came because it was just Aww. really hot. Yeah. And um, but I was like, oh, that, that's just a small one. I'll just, I'll be able to do it again. And then I just couldn't. Yeah, do it again. so tough. So, it's like, so annoying. That's but so frustrating. It was still good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you came. That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. But yeah, and then it got like, he was he was going like deep and I was like, this is proper anal sex. Like yeah. he has like a great like way that he moves his hips. Mm. And like, he was just like really kind of like rhythmically like pushing <laughs> in a kind of like down and then up kind of motion so interesting yeah it was good it was good times it was good times anything new on your side reed (laughs) 
Sam and I went away for a little staycation in the UK. It was a surprise. I didn't know where I was going. And it was really nice. Like He took me to an Airbnb in the middle of nowhere, which had a sauna, a double shower room with two showers, which was just obscene. But we had a jacuzzi outside, which mm. was really cool. So out in, you know, in the middle of nowhere, we had llamas in the field next to us, which was jokes. Um, I was a bit nervous about the jacuzzi because jacuzzi and my vagina, they're not best friends, man. They don't like each other each other but she was okay was it she was Yay. okay yeah good for her yeah. uh, but well i did done, girl. i did have to state to sam i was like okay sam like jacuzzis they're cool but you know like no fingering or no penetration around the jacuzzi and if you want to do that mm. we're gonna have to wash like please can we wash because my vagina yeah will be pissed off um and i've yeah. had pid from having sex in a hot tub before and also um mad utis but anyway so yeah we did that and that was really fun you know it's going to be a good getaway when your partner says bring all the sex toys you own and I was like oh Oh, yeah alright alright motherfucker (laughs) I did I packed I packed thick most of my bag was sex toys I swear or sex apparatus and then the next day we stayed in a really fancy hotel um, which was also fun. He tied me to a motherfucking chair. And basically I'd been masturbating over this fantasy of being tied to a chair, sat on a wand and like forced to come over and over again whilst being tickled, of course, because my fetish. So he, <gasps> yeah, yeah. He indulged me on most of that, which was amazing. Thank you very much. Sam. Wow. I was very happy. Um, I was also unwell, which sucked. So yeah, it was trying to like, yes this is amazing and like i want to be fully present but also all i need is a hot water bottle and bed so that was that was a little tough um unfortunate but i hate those situations yeah it was yeah it was i was i was pissed off he was upset of course because we couldn't Mm -hmm. go the full hog and obviously being out in the freezing cold in a jacuzzi yes i'm steaming out all of the virus but i think it just made me 10 times worse because i'm still sick today and that's it's been oh, five fuck. days i'm just like fuck me christ and i was feeling a bit like rubbish about it but then he came over and surprised me last night which was really nice um Aww. so he popped over surprised me at mine fucked me and then left and it was the best thing ever like i just for some reason i don't know what it is about it but i just love a quick fuck and then like my own space afterwards i don't know what it is so yeah i got a good fucking scene nice. yesterday and it's so hard because i still live with my sister and i still live with my partner and i find it my partner my my rosie my uh, housemate rosie best friend <laughs> from a long time anyway so he's fucking me and i'm finding it really hard to focus because all i can do is hear my sister and rosie like chatting in the corridor and i'm just like please i just want to come but the amazing thing about Sam is that when we have sex, he's very good at bringing my focus like into the sex. So it's a lot of eye contact, a lot of dirty talk, a lot of like, no, not like, like, what do you need? Like, okay, is this not working? What's the next sex toy that you need? Like, what, wh- should we change position? And it's, it's so perfect. And yeah, some good shit. Although when I'm really struggling to come, I, I actually do have to close my eyes a lot of the time. Yeah. Like I do. I get that as well. But then, oh my God, Sam does this neat motherfucking trick, which also helps me when he knows that I'm struggling to focus. He will cover my eyes and cover my mouth at the same time. And then I'm just like, I'm like, it's like sensory deprivation. And then I'm like, all I can feel is the sensations. Or sometimes he'll cover my ears as well. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like how did somebody make you in a perfect little sex machine for me? Like what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, literally. Someone created a monster. That's actually, that's such a 
good thing to do if you're like struggling yeah. i love the fact that he's like he's so clocked on to like when you aren't able to come or like and then yeah. he just like knows the exact thing to do yeah That's and it, really it takes cool. me out of my my negative thought process of like yeah. oh i can hear someone in the kitchen or the kettle's going or like oh maybe like oh like fuck i can't get can't reach orgasm and, and then as soon as mm. someone does something dramatic like that where you know my eyes are covered my ears are covered um then it just brings you back into the room and back into the sex and, and back into your body um, if yeah. breathing doesn't work, because sometimes breathing doesn't work for me either. I don't want to fucking yeah. breathe slowly and think about my breath. Like I, <laughs> I don't want to breathe during sex. Exactly. Being asphyxiated. Being asphyxiated really does help with my focus. And I think that's a really <laughs> nice, beautiful segue onto the Dom couple because yeah. there was a lot of breath play involved in our play. Um, and that's it's really exciting. So yeah. Can't wait to have yeah, them on. Yeah, let's bring them on. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm so fucking excited. Yay. <laughs> I'm so horny. <laughs> Tom and Hannah, I'm so excited to welcome you onto the podcast. Hello, hello. Hi. Hey, it's nice to be here. Hi. It's so good to see you both. How are you holding up? It's been long days at work, I've heard. Yeah, yeah it's been yeah, it's, it's an interesting time. It's been an interesting time, but we're here. We're here. We're still, we're moving. I'm so excited to have you both on the podcast because we've <laughs> never had anyone on the podcast before that either of us has slept with. Yeah, which is crazy. So you are breaking... First time, fucks given history, pop in the virginity of our podcast. Woo! I'm honoured. So, your nickname on the podcast was like the Dom Couple. That's what. Yeah. That's what that's the curious what fuckers you know you as. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't really fair because that isn't what your dynamic is. But that was when we were speaking originally. And was it Fet Life that we were mainly chatting on, or was it Field? Yeah. When- Fet, Fet Life, which it's is crazy, because um, it's really hard to meet people on Fet Life. Um, for those of you who don't know, Fet Life is sort of like the old school kind of like Facebook for fetish and kink. I mean, it was it was me that instigated it, Reed. Amazing. You put up a post going, "Oh, I'm out and out. I have mm-hmm. a tickling fetish." I saw it come up on my feed, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna message her because yeah. I love that." Uh, and I'm so glad you did. And then I was like, "Is she gonna reply?" Yeah, and she replied, and that was. Yeah, that, that was it. it. It was, yeah, it was, um, it's really, again, hard to meet people on FetLife and I'm glad you did because it was very much as I was going through like a stage of trying to own my fetish, trying to get rid of all that shame and embarrassment that I've told myself all these years and like can't tell anyone mm. and you're weird and no one's going to be into this and lo and behold, you message me um, and and I was like, oh my God, there's some people in it, like in my country that want to play that don't seem fucking weird. They seem <laughs> I was like, oh, well. shit. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't speak for um, Tom over there, but... Uh, <laughs> stuff, yeah. And we, we ended up meeting up for... We, it was like a no... Stri- no I mean, no... was it? Expectations date. Yeah. And, and it was just really nice. I think what I was nervous about was, like, H- Hannah, you were great. Um, talking to you was really fine. Um, and I felt really connected to you because you were like, yeah, so it's something I, uh, you know, tickling is something I want to explore but it's not necessarily something I am I'm into sexually but I enjoy doing it and I was like oh my god this this sounds really fun but I was more nervous about meeting Tom of course because being a man in the situation um being a lone vulnerable woman I was like oh well what if I don't you know I 
like I fancy Hannah, but what if I don't fancy Tom? Like that's a big deal for me because I am more sexually attracted to men than I am generally speaking to women, more romantically attracted to women. And as soon as I met you both, all of my fears and worries about meeting a white cis male were just completely you know, it dissolved because you were just so nice to chat to and easy and personable and funny as well. And that was just like the moment where I was like, this is going to work because I just feel so safe, which was really nice. For us, it's never assumed that play will happen when you meet someone. Like, yes. You can chat to someone on field or fair or even Tinder, whatever. But both of us, I think Reed was one of the like exceptions because we got on so well yeah. on that date that I can probably count on one hand the number of times I've gone on a date with someone and then played immediately after. Normally, you meet someone, you see how it goes, and you know that that's kind of like off the cards unless you opt into it actively and go, yeah, let's go for it. So it's that no pressure kind of situation. And that was the beautiful thing about what we did is it just was so spontaneous. It was it was so much fun. It was like I think I knew five within five minutes of meeting you guys. I was like, I want to go back to your house. I feel safe. I feel comfortable. This is perfect. I think that's the difference between like what people think that thing, like things that happen with like kink and BDSM and like people that do meet up just for like sex and stuff. You kind of assume that, oh yeah, these people are just like, you know, going over to each other's houses, Mm -hmm. like shagging and that's it. But like, actually when it comes down to it, like the BDSM community community is like the most communicative, like open, like it will always just be so safe and sound. um, And that's... This is just proof. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 ninety percent paperwork. <laughs> or like, in, in, like we we joke about it, like, but like, like BDSM is ninety five percent admin because it is. It's so much time getting to know people. You know, what do they like? What don't they like? What are their limits? What are their you know, a, a disproportionate and really unfortunate number of people have experienced various kinds of trauma in different mm-hmm. ways, and so you know, people are bringing that in different ways to to whatever they do, and just trying to trying to make it a safer so i'm a big fan of like not referring to it as safe because it's not like there's there's you know driving a car is not safe mm-hmm. but i think there's a lot of stuff about trying to make it safer and trying to make it um yeah trying to make it match what the person what the person wants or what the person expects and and trying to protect everyone involved as well you know, people need to be really, really sensible and really, you know, communicate exactly what they do and don't want and things like that because it is fundamentally people can, people can get hurt, mm. uh, not just physically, but can get really hurt emotionally if people don't do it properly. I think the emotional part is yeah. is probably what happens most, um, and then that's even harder to talk about because you're not expecting it or it will come and creep up on you months later where you go, actually, no, that's badly affecting me it's all very well and good meeting people online but it it can be unsafe and you have to really tune in and you know like vet people vet people's profiles the way they talk to you the way they message you the way they message you outside of the app and on a more personal basis as well as when you meet them if you're not sure then I would say it's a no for now and revisit it um, you have to be a hundred percent sure and it's the same with consent you have to be a hundred percent enthusiastic yes um, and that's why it, it worked so well for us it was an enthusiastic yes when we, we when we met for the date we chatted a lot in person about what we were both into what we liked. we also had some fun talked about normal stuff as well it wasn't all about the sex which again makes it 
really comfortable and we talked about the safety so I was like you guys are clued in you know what you're talking about it's not you're just having fun for the sake of it yeah and it's I think it's really important because the discussions that we had blending you know the actual elements of BDSM and kink and then normal life as well you get an idea for that process the opposite way around as well because what a lot of people are only just coming to realize is that as a dom, you need to consent to who you're playing with mm-hmm. as well. You're not just providing this service because everyone's submissive and they want this experience and a dom gives that to them. I've definitely blacklisted people because they make me feel unsafe as a dom. Yeah. Not because I'm That's in a vulnerable position, but mainly because I don't trust that they're going to use their safe words. Mm-hmm. I don't trust that they know what they're getting into. Maybe they're not being honest with me um, or actually there's maybe some associated drama around that potentially as well. Someone who has been quite needy and selfish with their kink and, you know, doesn't allow me the aftercare that I need as a dom as well. So that vet has to go both ways. Would you mind telling us a bit about your dynamic? Because when I met met you, Hannah, you were uh, a dom, a mistress, um, and then spoke about Tom being more dominant than even, even so. Um, and you guys you sort of have a very different dynamic personally, but you're both doms. Like, how does it work? It's a forever battle of <laughs> stubbornness. <laughs> of dominance. <laughs> so we actually met, like, we've talked about loose king caps. We met on Tinder. Um, <laughs> of all of the godforsaken wastelands to meet, we met on Tinder. <laughs> um, in our profiles, we kind of kept it relatively vague and we both mentioned the fact that we were, you know, kinky. Mm-hmm. And so we sat, um, we sat in the pub together, and sort of did you know, again, you know, did all the talking and going through things, and we just just got uh, talking on a school night as well. <gasps> I hasten to add, Shocking. I know, oh, on a school and night, I know. And then um, so I was like, oh, you know, this, this beautiful, beautiful woman, you know, she's really intelligent, she's Stop into all it. of this stuff. I know. And then um, and I was like, also, oh, you know, where do you sit on the kink spectrum? She was like, oh, I'm a dom. I'm like, cool. <laughs> how's that oh. gonna work then just yeah and then and, and then you said something like oh but um i think i'd quite like to kind of explore my sub side i was like yes get in yeah but you were the first person who's a dom that who is a male dom that i'd met and i was like i feel comfortable around you mm-hmm. genuinely having been kinky for a very long period of time the first person i felt safe with i was like hmm i could i could explore that yeah, that's yeah. fascinating. So obviously I'm aware like my picture is not going to be on on this video. So if you were to imagine like a Venn diagram of privilege, <laughs> um, like I'd be I'd be in the middle. So like literally smack bang in the middle. So um which is something that I'm acutely aware of in terms mm. of when I talk about kink and when I talk about BDSM, like I I've got a very, very privileged position to talk about all of that kind of stuff from. And so yeah, I think you've got to be really mindful about it because a lot of exceptionally problematic people in the kink community, and I think Florence, you mentioned about it, you know, the BDSM community is is safe. And uh, yes and no, I would argue there are a lot, there are a lot of phenomenal, I mean, I've met some of the most wonderful, I don't know, obviously you've met some of the most wonderful people as well through it, but it's a community where people are more sexually open, people bring a lot of, you know, I think there's a disproportionate, maybe a disproportionate number of people that are really quite open about wanting to explore, you know, their own mental health or things that have happened to them previously and things like that. And there are going to be people that are not necessarily going to respect that, I think. 
I'm always quite critical of the community and that's not, not critical like saying it's bad, but I think you've got to be, um, you've got to be really careful and you've got to, you know, vet people. You talked about that, Reed, mm-hmm. like you've got to vet people to yeah. the point where I've had, I've had messages from people saying to me, oh, um, I'm looking to play with this person. They've put you down as a reference. What? And absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so we use it a lot. Had, yeah, yeah, I've had especially because, you know, huh. you've got, you know, it's people that you can trust and things like that and you know you look at people's instagrams and things like that and you'll have people on instagram say you know just because i've you know tied with somebody or uh, you know done shibari or something with somebody doesn't mean i necessarily what's the word necessarily endorse them or anything like that you know do your own research and that would be a huge thing for me is like just try where possible to vet people and ask them normal questions and if they're not not going to engage with you as like a normal human being Mm -hmm. if they're you know their first message is something horrific like you know using Mm. all kinds of slurs or whatever they're using without any permission it's like "Mm, no I mean that makes sense because like you do you have to put so much faith and trust in someone um, when it comes to BDSM, you are putting yourself in like the most vulnerable situation, like, especially if you're getting like tied up or whatever, like someone could literally do anything to you in that situation. Mm. And this is why I guess like quite a lot of people do like end up exploring BDSM like a bit later down the line when they've like built a relationship with someone and then they they, they build that foundation of trust. But if you're going into a situation just as like a playtime, like meeting like people for the first time and like it's very specific to that, then you have to, it makes so much sense what you're saying because if you don't have that fundamental like foundation of trust from getting to know someone, you need Absolutely. to do it in, a, in another way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to get into the, like the nitty gritty of like what actually do went it. down do and it. what happened. Do it. Yeah, I think we need to refresh the curious fuckers. <laughs> like, now we can kind of go over the story, but with you both here, which is amazing yeah because i'm i'm saying it from like my point of view my bias point of view which is like i remember just being like a, an excited like kid just like oh florence i have to tell you about this amazing thing that's just happened oh my god it's so cool yeah and hopefully you guys can like fill in the gaps and the details 100 oh, percent. Yeah. it was a great experience absolutely um i mean it was a flurry as well because i went back to yours and i remember just being so overwhelmed with again how how like nice it felt how homely and comfortable it felt but also going into your living room and seeing your apparatus like in the living room (laughs) and being like these guys just get it like they they get it they know me they they know all of the stuff that i've been fantasizing and feeling all this time that i haven't been able to like put in my damn living room i respected you hannah because you were like i don't really drink like i'll have one drink but tom and i had a drink and you were like, yeah, let me show you, I don't even know, like, the, your drawers. I remember your big show drawers. Show you the king chest. Yeah, oh, the it king was ridiculous. Chest. I was like, you have a king chest? Oh, my God. What is in there? Well, we've got, what so, in got there? it right behind. Yeah, hey. Behind me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, shit. It's an entire <laughs> chest of drawers now. Yeah, it, it was massive. at one point a box, and then it's just become a chest of drawers. Oh, we need to put some hangers on the back of the door as well. So, like, the, the, top, the top drawer has got things like... Um, Gags, blindfolds, gaffer tape, gloves. The next drawer down is insertables of <laughs> varying degrees. Many and degrees. sizes. 
Many degrees, yeah. Uh, the next one down after that is all impact toys. So there are things like floggers, whips, dragon's tails, baseball bats, that sort of stuff in there. What's and then, a dragon's tail? Oh, it's like a hybrid whip. It's a bit like a flogger and a whip combined. So it's quite stingy. Um, it's oh. probably our, our most favorite thing. Well, I definitely absolutely love it for giving and receiving but yeah and then there's the bottom drawer which is like the double height of the rest of the drawers and it's just full of rope (laughs) you seem so upset about that that. it's just rope so yeah so i'm super i'm really really into shibari Mm -hmm. and you know like japanese rope bondage Mm -hmm. and that's kind of i guess as much as anything is like one of my big things Mm -hmm. and i you know regularly go to go and practice over anatomy and things like that and so over the studios so yes we've got a ridiculous volume of rope i should probably do a bit of an audit at some point but <laughs> but i just i just kind of remember you, you coming in read and me being like right okay if this is kind of what you want to do like in this play session please choose what you want out of the drawer yeah i felt like i was a kid in a candy store i was like, <laughs> yeah. it's like a pick and mix i'll have I want this. everything so i remember yeah tom you sat in the living room and you were like okay go go with hannah and go pick out some things that you want to play with and then i was just like oh can i i want to try that one and then let's try that one and, let's and we literally one. decimated the drawer took it all in the living room we hardly used any of it we, yeah we she's did. walking yeah. in like just can't carry it all <laughs> Because um, before then, I hadn't really done a lot with impact play. And the other amazing thing, Tom, was when you mentioned about bags. And I was like, bags? And you're like, I've just bought a whole new reel of bags. And I was like, oh my God. And you were so, so excited. excited. And I was excited was for so you. Excited. And I was like, I haven't played with breath play like that. You know, of course, I've been choked. I've been choked in like unsafe situations, drunk with a partner, which is not good. And you both really taught me the safety around choking as well. And now I I'm aware of it and I teach people. Um, I've taught Sam and he knows how to, I can feel it when he he goes to choke me, I can feel him adjusting his hand and I'm like, yes, that's- Yeah, <laughs> that makes me so happy. So appreciative. But then you've also got breath play as well, mm-hmm. which is more what we were doing with Reed, yeah, which is just controlling the level of, or amount of oxygen and controlling carbon dioxide kind of balance as well. So you know that lovely hyperventilation feeling you get when you're like, Pre having a panic attack, that kind of, (laughs) that's what the bag does. Yeah. So with the bag, that was fascinating. I was like, I want, I want to have a go with the bag. Like, uh, I feel safe with you guys. And we were already doing a little bit here and there of, I think this is either before or during, um, where we're all naked. We all, we've all started. You know, I'm being held down by Tom. I'm being fucked with a dildo from Hannah. Like, there's a lot going on. I'm being tickled. I'm just, like, getting double teamed. And there's so much going on. And I'm just, like, in absolute heaven, (laughs) heaven bliss going, like, what the fuck is happening? You've got no idea which way is up, right? Yeah, and that's what's so beautiful about it. And I'm just like, oh, it's just, yeah, it it was magical. It was magical. It was my princess moment. The thing is, we had this, you know, there's a nice progression to that. We were tickling you and restraining you, mm-hmm. which makes breathing really fucking difficult to start with. Yes. And then we start putting hands over your mouth and then we start putting bags over your head. Yeah. And suddenly it goes from, you know, a little bit of, <gasps> I can't breathe to, fuck, I can't breathe. Pure panic. And I love, I love <laughs> fear and I love panic. And I love that Tom was really yeah. into the panic part. Um, so that's, yeah, probably my big, one of, Probably my biggest kink mm-hmm. um, is is fear, um, yeah. yeah, fear, fear, and and 
So, so I would, I mean, obviously we use kind of Dom as a shorthand, but actually I'd identify as a sadist. That's kind of my, that's probably my preferred play style for most people. Nice. And um, yeah, certainly like the fear element and kind of um, watching people cry and things <laughs> like that. But like, I really, I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy the fear. It's, it, I think it's, um, I think it's a lot to do with like that that intensity of connection, mm-hmm. and I know I said a really mm-hmm. and there'll be people listening who are just like that. No, I don't get that. That's really weird. But it's, I guess, when you see somebody at their kind of most vulnerable, just completely exposed, and to the point where they are like completely in tears or completely just losing control, mm-hmm. there's something really intimate about that yeah and sexy um, i mean as, I, as like a submissive intimate. masochist that's what i think about that's what turns me on is the fear the panic the crying the begging for it to stop that's what I, that's what turns me on from my side i think a lot of people might go like oh well he's a sadist of course he likes you know he's a man he likes all these like really extreme things and it's like again we can't help the things that turn us on most of the time most of the time they're buried in shame and things that we've we've pushed away or things that we've tried again because uh, especially as a bloke we're told not to hurt people we're told not to like make people cry but yeah that's the thing that turns us on most of all and we're allowed to explore that in a safe environment yeah and it's it's also like for us like the interaction that we had really stood out for me in terms of obviously the spontaneity and bits and pieces like that but also the just the level of vulnerability that was displayed is is massive um and for me again coming back to that vetting process you can be that honest with me i know that you could play at the intensity that i prefer to play at because the like tom and i both have and have definitely cultivated a style of play that is intense super intense um, yeah because even yeah it's really intense even our dynamic mm-hmm. we don't have a soft dynamic at all between <laughs> us um, the majority not of our day di- outside it's not like that all the time I promise no <laughs> depends how much you piss me off really to be honest um, but like our, our play dynamic even without it being like oh we're setting up a scene for the night like any spontaneous play is pretty much in the remit of being C&C or consensual non-consensual for the majority of our dynamic yeah. which as you're saying like trying to get around that shame element of being like actually this is what I want coming from someone who's a top and a dom going ah actually do you know what i want to explore being potentially Mm. a bottom submissive and going but how are people going to judge that people know that i'm a top suddenly they see me getting kicked across a room and being like is she really a top (laughs) (laughs) really i don't see it personally i don't see it so i i kind of get that that unraveling as well of the conceptions that you have about yourself and your sexuality. I'm intrigued to see like how it is having that dynamic together, like so you're submissive in your dominant Tom in your relationship, but how is it then playing with other people and then both being dominant? How does that work? Absolute clusterfuck. Because we're both we both egg each other on as well and you're like oh you're doing that thing and also there's no i think you know Mm, i would disagree i'm gonna disagree i'm gonna say we tend to play with bratty masochists (laughs) does help i don't egg you on the brats egg me on and then they egg you on yeah 
Yeah, that's fair. When we play together, it, it, you know, we've been doing it a while now, so it complements it complements each other quite well, and we have different things, you know, different things that we do enjoy. You know, it's not it's not identical the stuff that we're into um, at all. So absolutely not. Yeah, so there's different elements of that as well. And I guess, yeah, so we can both be doing things to antagonise or whatever, you know, antagonise the, the bottom or sub. But also, by the same token, one person can kind of be keeping an eye as well. So that's also quite handy if you're, you know, because so much of it is about non-verbal cues as well. So, you know, I if I'm doing, say, impact, Hannah can be checking and going, hmm, they're starting to look a little bit like they're having a bit of a wobble. Or like, So, yeah, it works. It re- works really well and like we really nice. enjoy it. But it's quite tense because there is no break. Yeah, no, there was no break. But I, I really <laughs> no appreciated, and I know it's it's common sense. But for a lot of people, it isn't when they're playing because it can just be like all, 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 all the time. But there were definite times where Hannah, you were like, "Okay, stop, read. Are you okay?" And it was like a full moment of stop and checking in. And because again, we're playing with breath play or playing with situations where my brain is not really functioning properly. And sometimes I don't even know if I want to stop um, or whether or not I should stop. So having somebody- Uh, Yeah, it's a really hard line to pull, isn't it? When you're actually in that position of, I don't, I don't really know if my body is saying something different to my brain or not. Yeah, I, like you get all tell. that physiological response, especially with stuff like breath play yeah. and tickling, because it's just fight or flight. Yeah, for sure. It, it acts, and you might be like, "Oh no, I, I want to stay here because this is fun. This is exciting, and I'm enjoying it." But actually, five more minutes, and you're going to dip over the edge and start crashing really badly. Yeah, and um, funnily mm. enough, like uh, I mean, I was very honest about where my mental health was at, and I felt like I could be honest. Yeah. Um, and after our play, when we did do our wind down and we did do the cuddle sofa and the the um, aftercare dog, and it was just so lovely, um, I did actually start feeling prangs of panic attack um, because again, yeah. my my body had been pushed to fight or flight response, and my mind, you know, like my mind was fine, but my my obviously something in the back of my mind was going, hmm, you're not really safe here. I think we're we're in a bit of a tricky tricky. Tricky, wow. Tricky situation. And I, and I started feeling a panic attack come on. But you guys were so yeah. perfect in that where I was just like, hey, you know, like I, I've got anxiety. I feel like a panic attack's coming on. And um, you were just like, whatever you need, take as much time as you want. Here, here's the weighted blanket, which is fascinating. It's, oh, I love it. I, could, I don't think I could live without one now. Yeah, and, and just, just the ability to be able to verbalise that and not feel like, oh, Christ, don't know what to do in this situation. You were just like, yeah, it's all calm, it's all cool. Like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's fine. I just felt so safe, and it it didn't ruin the the time. Like, you know, it was very controllable. No. I, could, I managed to control a potential panic attack, um, and it, it it was just again that was nice as well. That was also a moment of like, wow, I could have had a panic attack, but I I stopped it. I felt safe enough to stop it, and now in if the situation happens again i know that i'm going to be okay because i can stop it what was your guys favorite moment of the session with reed like what what really like stood out for you both okay so my favorite part of the play which i masturbate to quite a bit um and <laughs> oh. <laughs> love to know this Thank you. My good. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my good sister. 
And it kind of revolves around safe words and things, but it was it's the part where I got pushed to my absolute limits and I couldn't take it anymore. And that's the bit that turns me on the most um, is where I think Tom, I can't remember if I was tied up, but you were holding me down. I'm on my knees and you're sort of like sandwiched around me, um, holding me down. And I've got Hannah tickling me real hard. And like one of my favorite spots is on my ribs. And you were just (laughs) doing this so fucking hard on my ribs. And that was when I was like, oh my God, I can't take it anymore. And that that's my favorite bit. It's just that bit of being so like, this is torture. This is too much. I cannot handle this and I need to get out of this situation. And that's the bit that I masturbate over. Um, quite often and that, that was it so I'm just gonna like casually every now and then in the middle of nothing just text you and be like hey Reed, guess what do you remember, remember that time, that time? <laughs> even, even our whatsapp group and you named it and our whatsapp group title oh, yeah. is is like to 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 tickle every time that comes up I'm triggered and I'm like <laughs> Hey, hi. Hello. And I, I, I do. I get hey. like a fucking pussy gallop every time I read that title. <laughs> I'm like, fuck me. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. That was wonderful. Oh, you are most really welcome. Was. It really was. To go, to go back to when, you know, like when I'm unable to verbally say, hey, I need a break. Um, there was a, a moment as well, Hannah, where you were like, remember, mm. and you like, made eye contact with me and you were like, remember, if you can't say anything, remember to tap if you want out yeah. and that was because again in when you're in that panic state you've all your safe words kind of go out the window um and there was a moment where the bag was on my head and I was like I can't take this anymore I did tap and you took it off immediately there was no time between that where I could panic even more it was off and that again and there's also so there doesn't have to be questions asked on that the like so for, for me this is quite a big thing and it comes from probably some of my experience and having learned from going from topping to bottoming and being then in a submissive space is actually verbal communication is shit Mm, in BDSM. It really, really is because you've obviously got safe words. People have like ridiculous safe words. They have normal safe words. They have traffic light systems, numbers systems. We use mercy and things like this. But actually for me, if I'm subbing, I go nonverbal, fully nonverbal, yeah. which means that su- suddenly you don't have any of that, which means you're looking for so much more. And that's particularly probably why I enjoy co-doming with Tom. And I enjoyed the session where you obviously were getting to the point of going, oh, I probably need to tap out. You don't know this, but I can see it. And for me, part of this, coming back to your original question of what was the best bit of the scene, for me was going, I've spotted that and now I'm going to take you to the other side of dominance, which is caring, Mm -hmm. maternal, Mm -hmm. that kind of vibe, which is where for me, the psychological play between fear, terror and reconciliation come. That's probably for me, one of the most fulfilling aspects for myself. It was lovely. And it's that, that non-verbal stuff is so important. And it's, Mm. you know, it's how you negotiate consent changing in a scene potentially as well because mm, it does and it can and even oh my god absolutely and i think a lot of people feel like it's a failure if you've verbally said i want to yeah. do this this and this or you've planned it and then you're like actually i don't want to do it anymore and it's not a failure it's just yeah it's like 
it just it happens and you know lots of things can change emotionally in terms of just even mood like I might say to Tom absolutely I want you to fist my pussy so hard that I gush everywhere and then you put a finger in me and I'm like get the fuck away from me no I don't want this and that can be like two minutes that can be a change in two minutes and it's really easy for people to forget and play that you can say no Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can change your mind, and, and, and that's you absolutely have fun. To, you shouldn't have to apologise for that. Like again, going back to the whole like rope thing, I've done loads of, and people are like, "Oh, I'm really sorry. Like, I wasn't able to do this, or uh, you know." And I'm like, "Why? Why on earth are you apologising?" Like, yeah. I mean, me, we we had it in that where we started mm. to apologise for going. I can't do any more tickling, mm-hmm. and we were like, mm. "Well, that's absolutely fine. Don't like if you can't take any more, yeah. you can't take any more." My yeah. And I know Tom will say the same on this. Like my pleasure isn't my limit of what I can do to someone. My and t- like Tom's really hard on this. The you work to the limits of the person that you're playing with. Mm-hmm. It's about that reactive element. It's not in terms of impact. It's not I enjoy playing with the person I can hit the hardest. Yeah, because that's 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 fucked up in a slightly different way for me. Yeah, it's more of a. <laughs> I get to manipulate where you sit in this play scene. I get to push. I get to like come off the accelerator as well. And that sub bottom, whoever being happy about that, that's where actually the fulfillment comes from. Mm-hmm. I think also it's really uh, obviously and, and very rightly so you spend a lot, we spend a lot of time talking about um, consent from the sub bottom, you can use the terms interchange, consent from the, the sub um, their limits and things like that but actually there's also you know people do get and I get top drop as well so you know mm-hmm. post scene I can get some really quite um, you know can get a lot of those similar feelings especially around shame and guilt and things like that and I need to have that affirmation that actually what I did was okay and so some of the worst worst post scene experiences I've had is actually people turning around going no like I didn't want to keep doing that um, but I kept doing that because I knew that you enjoyed it oh. and I'm just like, like ah. mm. and yeah for me like that sends me into a really because I'm there going well, I should have yeah. spotted that I should have noticed and actually you know the person the sub has a huge amount of responsibility to communicate accurately because we're not you know as tops I'm not a mind reader you know, you'll give me a list of limits, you'll give me a list of things that you want to do on the day or don't want to do on the day. You've got your safe words, you've got whatever else it is, your non-verbal cues and all the things that should be pre-negotiated. But things change on the day. Like, you know, and you might think that you're up for one thing and you're not. And if you'll go, oh, well, you know, I've come around to this person's house and I've said that I'm going to do X, Y, Z and we've been talking about it and, you know, sexy, sexy chat for like the last couple of weeks that we're going to do this thing. I've got to go through with it because otherwise I'm a failure and then that's bad for you but that's really shitty for me because Mm -hmm. effectively I've just been you know unwittingly Mm -hmm. party to committing you know a consent violation because that's not what you wanted absolutely yeah yeah, absolutely and you know the effect that has and I have you know I have had that situation the effect that's had on me has been huge and so you know trusting people trust playing for me playing with people and trusting that they will use their safe words and things like that is huge I would love to ask you both the notorious fucks given question which is your fuck off stories (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who's going first? 
I'll go first because I think mine's actually not as as good as Tom's. <laughs> so this this was relatively recently, and this was between us. So you know, no no bars held here. Um, you know, you do the I'm going to scroll through the depths of the internet for some really dirty shit. The sort of stuff where you come and you're like fuck I hate myself I feel <laughs> yeah. horrendous <laughs> post nut shame and clarity hits you hard in the face you're like close the tabs um, so just scrolling through and I had thumbs at work and I'm like oh I'm going to send this I want to try this um, so we get home and it involves water sports so it's quite a, a big kink of mine um, for a, a multitude of reasons primarily because it hits that shame fear taboo kind of vibe yeah. I'm like oh do you know what I think it would be so hot and I'd be so turned on if you peed in my ass. Oh, oh. Yeah. So we were like, okay, we're going to, we're going to set this up. Um, we're going to have gaffer tape to hold my butt open. We're going to make sure like there's the, the stuff in the bathroom. So it's nice and warm and comfy. We can stay in there for a bit and it just descend into messy chaos, etc. So got going, started off. To the point where I could get a little bit of a butthole gape going on, and we were like, right, crack on, go. And Tom starts pissing on my asshole, and I just absolutely fucking collapse into this fit of giggles, and I couldn't stop. It was just, I'm like, it tickles. It tickles so fucking bad. <laughs> and you're like, this is meant to be like super sexy, super hot, dirty. I'm like, fuck me, my ass is just tickling so badly. We need to stop. <laughs> And, and I'm yeah, loving this it, story because this hits yeah, my face. You should have tied it down. All of it. Fuck me. All of it. Making notes. But it's one of those things, you just, I'm like, oh, that fantasy. And I'm like, maybe that was just a fantasy I shouldn't have touched. Ruined. Because it, it was, yeah, it was just so ruined. But also, like, for context, oh. I have the world's smallest bladder. So I'm there at, I'm there at work. I'm there at work going, oh, I need to hydrate, make sure I'm really well hydrated completely overshot it i was like right i've either got to go to the toilet just before i leave or no i've got i can't i've got to drive so i'm driving home as quickly as i can like, i'm gonna absolutely wet myself get get into the house i'm like okay so now i've somehow got to get hard it's like all i desperately want to do is just go to the toilet i'm like we are doing this now it's not so get in the bathroom now because you've got a five minute window before i like my bladder like ruptures and that's that's the hot truth um it's just see it's 90 percent admin 90 percent admin okay tom 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 what is your yeah. fuck off story so mine's not actually kink this is kind of my pre-kink days but it is just one of my favorite oh. stories so i was still at university at this point and met a wonderful person and um you know chatting away went back to went back to her place and shared house so you know shut the door all fun um and we get down to it and she <laughs> turned, she was like oh do you want to um you know do you want to try some anal and at this point i was like oh this is a bit exotic it's a bit exciting absolutely yeah let's let's try some anal all going absolutely fine going swimmingly um except yeah this person had a cat now it turned wow. out that the cat had got locked in the room with us and the cat was under the bed oh the cat did not appreciate what I was doing to its owner. It did not. <laughs> so out of the corner of my right eye, and I will oh, that, I see the cat. I'm like, oh, it's a cat. I mean, I've been watched by a weirdo. It's fine. 
the cat looks at me, goes, <laughs> leaps at me like something from the seventh circle of hell, <laughs> physically attaches to my shoulder. Oh my God. Oh, it gets better. <gasps> physically attaches to my shoulder. I'm like, okay, well, cat's attached me now. Um, at which point, understandably, I very rapidly withdraw from this young lady's bumhole. Yeah, we can see oh. this is going. She shits herself all over the bed. So I'm there with a cat still attached to me with a large, large-ish pile of poop in front of me on the bed and this person looking over their shoulder at me with a level of mortified shame that nowadays would turn me on, but at that point was just... And I just remember going, are, are you okay? Uh, and, and, and she was just there. And I was, and I was like, look, can, can I help? Can I kind of do anything? She was like, just go. And I was like, are you sure? She was like, go. And so I did. I, you know, I respect her. I, I moved to the cat. Um, I put on my clothes and I left. We did not speak. Um, we did not speak oh, after shit. that. Oh. Yeah, so I mean that was that was only our third date. Um, so you know it wasn't a longer term relationship, but um, wow. yeah. So wow. that was that, that is was a intense. fuck off story for sure. Yeah. That is certainly a fuck off story. <laughs> That's that might not as good as Sophie Anderson's, but almost. Yeah, I, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna compete. Like not even in the same. No one can. No, no. One. No, no one can. There will be someone in the world, and we hope you hear this message to compete in our fuck off story. Because you we should host yeah. a competition for it. You really should host a competition for it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Is well, sex competitive? That, Tom, yes. That was that was a beautiful fuck off story. That was amazing. Thank like, you. What an, a beautiful end to this episode. <laughs> Thank you both for coming on. What? Uh, thank you for having us. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah it was amazing to hear from you. I'm like sweaty and I'm excited and I've got all my adrenaline and excitement back and my fucking pussy's like got a massive wide on. So like, I'm, I'm so grateful for this. Thank you, it's been so lovely. I'm so horny. Wow, what a fucking... Wow episode i feel like wow. I, my mind has been bamboozled as well with all like the knowledgeable consent talk and all the kind of admin side of bdsm as well yeah i'm really proud of them for two people who don't use their voices and who don't talk on podcasts or um on social media that i'm i'm so proud about like the knowledge that they had and how well they explained a lot of the stuff in there because again i think yeah. bdsm we just like oh yeah it's really cool it's but there's a lot to think about if you are playing in it again if you're um experienced players as they call it yeah how are you feeling after like talking to them again Oh my, like energized, excited. I've got, I, I'm like ready to like start my day. I'm like, whoa, let's go. I want to play. <laughs> I want to have fun. Um, I'm very horny, of course. Uh, and also quite like therapeutic and cathartic. It was really nice seeing them again yeah. and hearing, hearing things from their point of view. And we still chat on WhatsApp, but like life gets in the way and we don't chat yeah. as much as I want to, as we want to. And also being so honest about the play that I've wanted and like, of course, with my tickling fetish and not being able to like really verbalize that 
and be that explicit as a really therapeutic like I feel mm. like fuck I can be like I'm me again I can be me I'm not fucking in the shadows cast away in shame about all my horrific fantasies I'm like yeah man just get it out there and open I feel so good about it you know nice what, what about you was was anything a bit shocking for you was it okay no it was great it was it was great to get like a deeper insight into that whole situation because when I first heard it I was like whoa my words are gone I don't even know what to say to this uh it's like are you okay hon are you okay hon okay? okay bags over your head um okay cool um yeah but it was that was cool but so if anyone this episode resonated with you and you feel the urge to share it with the world please talk to your friends about this podcast please share this episode with them share it like you have I was like gonna say like you have an SDI and you're just gonna go oh, around fucking everyone alive <laughs> spread my SDI disease spread it around spread it like love yes That's better. like love uh, spread it like your open legs with love um, <laughs> and of course if you wanna check us out on Instagram please do at come curious as well as our personal accounts read amber x and florence bark and you can check this whole episode out on youtube if you're listening to it on your morning commute you absolute pervert you can also watch how well florence's expressions of horror throughout this whole thing on youtube (laughs) (laughs) is that what my face was like no you were great you were great you were like sitting there like I was like, oh, interesting, nice, cool. Cool. (laughs) Next one. Um, And as always, please remember to give us a rating and a review because this helps so much with the podcast and getting us into more people's ear holes. And you know how important these conversations are to have with people and for people to listen to. Let's... um, reboot the world with sex positivity and knowledge. I think that we're doing the, how are we doing the longest outro for like the longest episode here I don't know well? like <laughs> let's go uh, let's see, go let's go see we love you all play safe play safer crowd network a place where you belong <laughs>